hard to do. All <laughs> right. So that's a that's a heck of a way to walk into the show. I'm just grooming, making myself look better than you. All right. Uh, so I don't think they heard that part. <laughs> so sure they did. I actually think they did. But anyway, hey, all you crazy sci-fi and fantasy fans, it's time for your daily dose of shenanigans over here at the Blasters and Blades podcast. Just nerdy veterans geeking out over our science fiction passions and fantastical fantasies. A place where magic is king, the sky is the limit, and space is the place. The podcast that puts the fun in dysfunction. <laughs> Let's let our guest, Mr. Mike Lafferty, introduce himself. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself for the uh listening audience uh sure sure uh name is mike lafferty i run the bamf podcast you can find us on youtube or facebook um also painting goat games because podcasting wasn't busy keeping me busy enough um i am not a veteran except i did hit the rank of eagle scout when i was in high school so you know i got that i, going I watched on. red dawn that is a paramilitary organization it is a paramilitary organization um i can i we got the uh, marksmanship merit badge Anyway, um, so yeah. I object. I was in Girl Scouts, and all we had was sucky stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, Boy Scouts is co-ed now. I know, but I'm a little old to, to join, so. All right. And uh, Walt Robillard, uh, can you introduce yourself to people who don't know who you are? Hi, I'm Walt Robillard, and if you don't know who I am, um, drink some more coffee till your eyes glaze over, and then you will. Okay, that is the that is the uniquest introduction we've had so far. I didn't think you could top your last ones, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, you should go listen to his episodes, people. We got a back catalog going on. Uh, so true. the next part of the in doc, you're muted if you're saying anything vital. He doesn't top Mile Todd's introduction of herself on the aliens fireside. Well, you should listen to that one too, people. So the next part of the introduction, dear listeners, how we first met them. So I'll go first. So I actually met Walt in the super secret leg dojo of the Gruntastic Brotherhood, but we had to kick him out for not recognizing that leg lives matter. Uh, but before he left uh, with his bad boys, we introduced uh, he introduced us to the legendary game designer, Mike Lafferty, and, and that's how I met both of them. Is that about right, Walt? You know, um, with a very simple keystroke, I can find out your exact address if you had already <laughs> given it to me. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure you already have my mailing address. I will. I will be sending my people over shortly. Panel van. That sounds like a good time. All right. And uh, are you Doc, sending him pizzas, Walt? What are you? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm going to send him a very large deputy with a very angry dog. How about gonna... pineapple on pizza? Hell pineapple. no! What kind of heresy is that? Pineapple on pizza is, is only good if you add bacon and uh, jalapenos. And also, I can agree. Makes everything better. So, Doc, how did you find these two lovely gentlemen? Well, um, I met Mike today through you. Amazingly enough, JR does know people. And uh, Grandpa Walt is Grandpa Walt. And that's why I know him. <laughs> All right. So, before we get this started and we talk about what we brought you here for, Doc, you got to ask him the religion questions because we just can't skip those. No, we can't because that is what religion is about. So, Venom, Suicide Squad, or the Justice League? Mm, movies or comics? Either. Dealer's choice. Mm. Or... Ooh. Um, all right. Let's just go movies to keep it simple because comics gets complicated. And I will say Suicide Squad of the uh, most recent films. Walt, over to you uh comics and i'm gonna go with i'm gonna slightly adjust agent venom oh okay one of the best um 
one of the best uh, comics renditions on uh, both Venom and of um, taking a like nobody character that nobody cared if anybody like threw him in the, into the middle of an IED um, and finding out that he was in one and to um, kind of reinvigorate both those characters. Um, they smushed them together and made Agent Venom, and I thought it, I thought it was a really cool uh, way to take those two characters and and uh, and kind of give them a new jam. And the reason we picked the comics is because if you didn't know, and we'll list it in the show notes, they both co-host on occasion the Banff podcast where they talk nerdy about all things comic and sci-fi and spec fix and all the other. They, are, they already referenced Banff, Jr. Your head trauma is getting in the way again. We should get we should get Jr. a Venom symbiote. If we're giving those out, I would like one too. Could, could you imagine that? I mean, that scene from the movie where he's like, lungs, eyes, pancreas. JR would be like, donuts, fluffy cakes. <laughs> you know me so well. All right, Doc, move this along before they mock me more. Oh, but it, we could do an entire hour of that. Uh, so. Fantasy, religion, Dungeons and Dragons, Dragon Lance, The Gamers Dorkness Rising, or <laughs> Maze and Monsters. I put yeah. RPG and movies into a thing, and that's what we came up with. <laughs> well, why don't you go first on this one? Oh my god, the um, spectacular... Um, the spectacular um, suckiness of the Dungeons and Dragons movie is so epic that um, it's so epic. It makes it good. It makes it good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, that's what I'm going with. There's some room for cringe. cringe Um, (laughs) In the gamers darkness rising, there's a scene where he backsteps someone in a bar with a ballista. Uh, That's a lot of fun. I'll have to go with that one. Well, you should test that to see if it's even possible on your, on your podcast. No man, I just high explosives. I, I don't I don't mess with big bow and arrows. All right, all right. So uh, we're gonna skip right past the getting to know you questions because they've both been on the podcast before, and Mike is a busy, popular man. Uh, he has a meeting later today with the CIA. We don't want to know what that's about. You don't want to know. It's a feigning games thing, feigning goat games. But um, let's just jump right in. So, Michael Lafferty, can you give us a reader's digest of what you're known for before we start talking about the products? Um, Midwestern salsa dancing uh, champion in the Husky Caucasian division. <laughs> Very important to say that last bit. There's, there's a contractual obligation, actually. But um, uh, beyond that, I've Wait, been running can we get bit. JR into the Husky division? I don't uh, think I'm small enough for that yet, but give me some time. <laughs> um, it, he doesn't qualify as Husky yet? More donuts will handle that. Um, <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm too big for you know whatever's bigger than husky. It was the joke, but it's gotcha, okay. gotcha. Rubenesque. Zach, take it. <laughs> All right, um, the Banff podcast. I've been doing it for ten years. Mainly, we um, it's 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 like geeky um, public access television. If that's not redundant, um, we talk comics, we talk gaming. Occasionally, we do movie reviews. Um, have Walt on a lot. We uh, we have fun. Um, We've been doing a regular Monday game that we also stream onto the sci-fi writers play old school D&D, which I believe you appeared on, if I'm not mistaken, JR. And um, we play various games. Right now we're playing Morkborg. Um, it's a very, very dark, old school Swedish um, D&D hack where 
horrible things happen. I think two characters died in our first game. Um, so, yeah. Um, Do you make them meet God and like defend their actions when they die? Um, it's oh. it's like Swedish death metal dark. I don't think there is a God, and if you meet him, he's probably like eat you anyway. Yeah, okay. yeah. He's probably a you know a, a, an arthritic badger who's upset that you're you know in the room with them. What's really funny is those guys have two Kickstarters running right now for two different like separate uh, like new versions of the game. They have pork borg, mm-hmm. which is like like shredded meat mm-hmm. supplement, and then they have orc borg, where you get to play the orc horde. Uh, orc borg is it sounds like we're the Swedish chef here. Hurdy, hurdy, hurdy. It's run by a guy named Grant Howitt, um, <laughs> yeah. who, if you remember Honey Heist, which we also ran mm-hmm. on our podcast, the story about the the bears pulling crimes. That's his game. I think someone else is doing Space Borg right now. So it's 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 the new popular indie RPG designer thing, and I run Fainting Goat Games or Fainting Goat Press. Um, published a lot of stuff. Uh, listen to this podcast, probably most familiar with the After, because we almost did an anthology a few years back, and then um, pulled the plug in at the last minute and pissed everybody off. Sorry. Um, that was our post-apocalyptic setting for Savage Worlds. I've been publishing for ten years. I could bore you with all the things I've been doing. What we are doing right now, um, Walt talked me into doing a science fiction anthology a few years ago, and. <laughs> It was your idea, man. You talked me into all this shit. I, I don't know why I listened to you. But. And Walt also had this idea that we could uh, talk to the guy who used to run the White Star RPG, James Michael Spahn. Hell of a guy. Great dancer. And he had a lot of unpublished material for White Star. White Star. Really all my ideas? Yeah, this is all. For a guy who doesn't drink, you have a shitty memory, Walt. Yes. <laughs> because he doesn't sleep either. And that helps with memory formation and sticking. That, that that could be it. So well, there is one thing I do remember. What's that? Um, do you know that uh, you and I have been doing the podcast together? Uh, mm-hmm. You brought me on in two thousand five, two thousand six. Oh my god! How long is that? Do the math. That's quite a long time. Almost twenty years, bro. Now I want to go back on your first episode and see what just like what it looks like, what Walt looked like back then. No, it was all audio there. back then. Oh yeah, oh. there was no, there was no video. Yeah, cool. In my mind's eye, he's always looking like this. But I, I, I come on, Jr. Even when we started, it was all it was only video. This is true. It was no true. video. The video so, thing is new. Yeah, relatively yeah. speaking, his brain damage keeps him from remembering things. He has a good excuse. So, uh, so before we move on to the to the product that he hinted at, uh, yes. Walt, can you tell the audience what you are known for besides coffee and salsa dancing? Full contact Scrabble. <laughs> Do you win? Every time. Every What's the time. best word you've used to win? Um, the best oh, word I've used to win? Um, no. There you go. See? Uh, you're here first, people. That's exactly what happened when I used that word. They don't let me play Scrabble. My, my spelling is that bad. You're just creative in your spelling. That's not bad I spelling. I am creative just... in my spelling. It, it helps that I just don't care anymore. <laughs> All right, no. Doc. President Andrew Jackson said it's a damn poor mind that can only think of one way to spell a word. Hey, JR, you um, you want a rare treat? What's that? Share my screen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> wow. I have seen that picture before. Did you beat the person up who took that picture? Uh, slightly after it was taken. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> so, Doc. Wow. 
<laughs> you get okay. So all those found absolutely fascinating, but mm -hmm. strangely enough, you didn't talk mention why we're here today, which is the Blaster Bolts e-zine. Where did you get the premise for this e-book magazine? Is it an e-magazine or an e-book? Well, it's it's a zine in e-book form. Fair. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. If we're gonna throw jargon around, um. Fair. Good luck with the Hugos on trying to catalog that. Oh, I. I they I, have an e-zine section. Do they? Yeah. I. I had no idea. Um. Uh. Basically, I we, we've been talking about writing for years, and Walt does it. Uh, much more prolifically and successfully than I do. But, you know, I, for a while I was banging my head against uh, the short story marketplace for science fiction because uh, there's not many venues anymore. And the ones that there are out there are kind of hard. Doc, are you okay? I'm fine. Okay, just checking in. Um, I, was, I was afraid we're losing you there for a second. No. Okay. I was uh, up at 6 a.m., but no, not yet. Okay. I had coffee. Cool, cool. Um, so the idea was, why don't we do something, our, you know, ourselves and kind of do it with a, like a 70s Western sci-fi Western kind of feel, you know, sort of. I'm not going to say it happened, you know, these looking for stories set in a place where there are both wars and stars, but not that we're not looking for that, you know, and um, that was kind of the, the aesthetic. And we thought it might be fun. And it's something different for us than just publishing RPGs all the time which at that point was most of our uh, uh, creative output. Although Walt has gone on to work for a, uh, uh, a thriving career in uh, fiction now. So good for him. So that, that's books, good. bro. Yeah. How many? So, well, did you say how many books, Walt? Uh, Wargate books. Oh, I thought you said so many books. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think Walt has can give us the real number because of all the ghostwriting. And, and he doesn't count Chuck Tingle novels because he's technically not him. We're not saying he's him, but we're not not saying it. Bigfoot erotica. <laughs> Chuck Tingle. You know is what? The... That is not the weirdest or only time I've ever heard that term. Mm -hmm. Chuck Tingle is a genius businessman who's making tons of money right now. So we, we, we can mock him, but uh, he found his niche and he is servicing it. You might uh, say he's driving it home. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, I, I, I once saw a guy do a stand-up routine, 30 minutes long. It was entirely um blockbuster movie titles converted to sound like porn movie titles. That's not hard. That that I see what ah. you did there. <laughs> that was that was 30 minutes. Anyway, that's it reminded me of that. Sorry. Uh, completely irrelevant tangent. So that's where we came from. Uh, Blaster Bolt. If issues one and two are out now, both with stories by this guy over here. <laughs> Sorry, I, I forgot. I was trying to point east and I pointed instead. So, um, it's okay. Um, yep, yeah, there is that picture is by a friend of ours, Joe Singleton, who, alas, has uh, slipped off the mortal coil. But. Um, Look at that samurai android. Who doesn't love a samurai android? It's glorious. So, so was there any specific thing that inspired this uh, this particular image? Uh, Walt. Uh, yeah. If Walt did. I can yeah, see. I, it. I uh, I asked him to draw it. <laughs> I said I need I need a samurai robot. This is what he should look like, and I need his apprentice, which uh, should look like this. Okay. So you basically said do and he did. Got it. All right. And then there's the um, other. There we go. Let's see if it. 
the other image that we got for the uh, second cover. Uh, that so, is J.E. Shields, who's a friend of ours, and um, that's stock art, actually. But uh, it's kind of a glorious piece, and it fit uh, with Walt's story pretty well, so I went with that. It kind of reminds me of, like, the 1980s Transformers. Mm -hmm. I can see that, yeah. yeah. So, you know, the movie that killed everybody. Okay. Um, so you said this is an easy, and I know you publish... Uh, you write short stories and you also publish game content. So what all can they expect if they open up this digital magazine, this e-zine, if you will? What all can they expect to find in these magazines? This electronic magazine um, contains, uh, we, we open up with the fiction, in this case, uh, two of Walt's stories for issues one and two. Um, if uh, your viewers who are watching the video can see our glorious 1970s uh, Kenner Riftic uh, design aesthetic, uh, on the cover and um, after the story there's uh, some short game content sometimes a new class sometimes an adventure sometimes both and then in the back um, we try to finish up with uh, some fake ads uh, you know for action figures or snack cakes like you might see if you were reading you know uh, Marvel Comics Star Wars uh, line back in the 70s I think this issue has both a fake a comic ad a humorous ad for a uh, action figure and a uh, snack cake ad like uh, they used to have in comic books back in the day so is the white star system is that uh its own system or is that built off something else for those who don't know um well you want to handle that one it was it repeat the question he's asking uh where does white star come from what is the white star so white star started as uh somebody's uh uh love letter is uh james michael spawn is the is the original author um there's several different versions uh that culminated eventually into a collected edition uh the collected edition is called the galaxy edition and pretty it's pretty expansive as far as science fiction gaming goes uh but what he wanted to do was he took the most basic um version of a game called swords and wizardry which is uh kind of like um kind of like old school D D uh, with the serial numbers filed off and uh, they took that white box uh, edition and he took uh, Star Wars and basically filed off the serial numbers uh, put it through a garage uh, full of Russians and tracksuits and uh, uh, got it back as White Star and um, it's it the, the benefit of playing this game is it's very simple um, it's highly customizable and uh, you can uh, you, you can basically do a lot with it but uh, those people who are familiar with like the old school stuff from back in the day they'll be familiar with it so they can just jump into it no problem but it's also easy enough that new players can pick it up very very simply and quickly so um, yeah that's so uh, how is it a d20 based system um, uh, yes uh, because it's based off of the 1978 rules uh, before Dungeons and Dragons became advanced Dungeons and Dragons. So Thacko uh, is not an evil thing to calculate for this. So um, the the thing that um, <laughs> when uh, when the creators uh, put the game together, <coughs> excuse me, one of the things they did was um, they uh, they kind of put their vision going forward, and they said, you know something, some of the old timers who are going to pick this up are going to really want their descending armor class, that fake oval thing. Um, and then they also said that uh, there were going to be people who were um, kind of forward facing and they're going to want an ascending armor class. Because if you play the original game, um, the lower your number, 
the better. The better it is, and you have to get a higher number to hit it. So new players were coming in, and they were getting kind of confused because, you know, we, we, we know that after the 1990s, math and curriculum like that went out the window in public I, education. So, you know. Uh, I, I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> yeah, that's good I, math. I get that. You know what? The math rocks don't always like us. It's true. I'll tell you a funny story afterwards, Walt. It'll make <laughs> so, you very so the uh, the 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 designers. What they did was um, they put two types of armor class on top of each other. The ascending armor class basically starts you with a number. Your armor adds to it, and you have to get over that number to hit rolling that 20 sided die it's mm -hmm. it's a little quicker to figure out you're not looking at tables to try and be like well he's got a negative two and i need to get a 19 but this bonus says like blah 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 blah. you know you're not doing that you're just looking at a number and, and going wow he's got a 13 i gotta roll higher than that so um uh there's not really faco anymore uh uh you know to hit armor class zero that being what that stands for so yeah. it's uh um it's uh what do you call it um it, it's it's fairly simple, you know, the, the game mechanics. And what it did was it, it kind of revitalized and brought in a lot of people to that old school style of gaming because um, up to that point, we've had um, right around the time that this was released, um, uh, fifth edition had just come out um, and it's very complex, you know, with a lot of whatever that goes into it. They had just come off a of fourth edition, which was basically like, um, uh, World of Warcraft uh, with dice. Yeah. So um, uh, this was a hearkening back to those old games where it was like you had six stats, um, a couple of numbers you had to remember, and that was it. A pencil and a piece <clears> of paper. And um, your your character was only fully realized when the pizza stains in coffee and eraser marks were, were really embedded into the sheet. You know, so it's, it's that kind of thing versus, um, listen, um, uh, we may have to make sure my, all my saving throws uh, hit today because I spent 47 minutes on this write-up and I bought a $30 miniature, which I'm going to paint during the session. I can't die. Hey, you're not allowed to paint miniatures during the session, before or after, not during. Well, you'd be surprised. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not surprised. That was just the rule in my house. Gotcha. But yeah, that's that's where uh, White Star came from. Okay. No, no, no. I am the result of what happens when gamers keep the kid. <laughs> good that deal. is good to know, Doc. But uh, so, so since we would normally pause at this point for a uh, for a, a ad spot, but we have the great Blaster Bolts creators here. We're gonna let them read the, their commercial. So uh, Mike's prepared. They can do as good as an official narrator. Yeah, oh, it's gonna be better. It's Mike Lafferty of Fanny Go Games. <laughs> So we're we're improving something here. Is that what's going on? Yeah, I mean, I warned you like five minutes before we went live. So is it technically improv? I, I, I suppose not. Um, I would like to point out at this point that both of these stories take place in the Hunter Moon's Hunter's Moon fictional setting um, from the Walt Rebilliard series of novels, The Mongrel. I just oh, want a robot know dog. What, what, huh? Yep, robot dog. Murder dog. What, Murder what's dog. going on with the apostrophes? Uh, See on the what? screen, there's a comma and an apostrophe in between the S. Oh, I, I think that is actually just it's the chrome. spacing. Yeah, that that that's the chrome beneath um, the, the words. Oh, that's I got gotcha. you. Yeah. For a second there, it looked like a comma. I was like, yeah. "Wow, somebody got confused." <laughs> 
Grandpa's eyes are failing. That's <laughs> uh, true. Only close, though. I mean, if you snorted as much uh, coffee beans as he had, you know, it happens. I'm not lying. So, since I, Doc didn't read the question I put for in the chat because we're ad-libbing this uh, for you guys. Because no, you gotta... I like to ignore you. Oh, okay. Is uh, our stuff compatible? Yeah, no, that, I was actually going to ask that. Oh, but first, we were going to let him do the commercial, dumbass. He just did. He said it's for Walt Robillard's system, the, the murder dogs. Oh, um, are, are we going to improv a commercial? You want me to get it? Hey, Walt, do you ever get that not-so-fresh feeling? <laughs> All the time. Do you know what would help that, buddy? Please tell me. I am very intrigued. Blaster Bolts, a science fiction e-zine also called an electronic magazine. Well, Mike, please tell me more. Well, Blaster Bolts will help you with that lack of freshness you may occasionally <laughs> experience by injecting both science fiction and gaming contact directly into your cerebral cortex, along with uh, amusing comics and fake ads in the back. Well, Mike, I didn't realize I needed all that in my life. It could account for some of this discomfort I'm feeling. Could you please tell me a little more? Sure will, buddy. Uh, you can find it on Drive Through RPG or Drive Through Fiction, and you can get both issues for less than two dollars. Wow! The price at a fancy of a fancy coffee, or that cream that might help. But instead, I'm going to buy Blaster Bolts. <laughs> Well, if you send in seven proof of purchases from Blaster Bolts, we'll send you some of that cream. Nice. <laughs> Is that a good commercial? Are we all right? Was that was fabulous. Best commercial <laughs> of the, of the Best year. commercial ever. I, I might even see if I can clip that and, and put that on for an actual sponsorship commercial. Can you Perfect. can you tell that we've been working together? Mike and I have been working together for a little while. Yes, and it's yeah. glorious. <laughs> we got that timing. So we know that we've talked about how the math of this works but is it compatible to other gaming systems um i'm gonna defer to walt because i've played a little bit of white star he's played a lot more i would think it's gonna fit with an awful lot of stuff that's from the osr or anything affiliated you know with okay. old school D, D can probably work without too much trouble and it'll probably work with 5e with a little bit of jury rigging Walt, what, what do you think um the uh um it's, it's all uh white box compatible so okay. um, any any um, uh, Swords and Wizardry white box, um, any of the uh, the the old school style games like um, um, Old School Essentials, uh, which is on Kickstarter now, um, mm -hmm. uh, that probably an easy fit. Uh, any any of those older games will will be able to do it. Uh, uh, Castles and Crusades, uh, of course. Uh, it, it, you, it, with a little work, you could uh, make it uh, compatible with Swords and Wizardry Complete, which is more a little closer to um, like uh, the first edition of Dungeons and Dragons with a lot of the cleanup cleanup they didn't do. Um, so uh, it's very cross compatible to multiple uh, systems of, of, of old school fantasy games. Um, the one thing I would warn is uh, when you start getting above um second edition D, &D mm -hmm. uh, of the advanced DD, uh you're gonna have to start really working to make this work uh because you you started they started adding a lot of stuff 3.5 3 and 3.5 added feats and skills and stuff like that uh fourth edition added um uh hourly daily minutes minutely and and freaking everything yeah. else you know so with some skill and some know-how the later it, the er, the Editions published in the early aughts and, and 
yep, and stuff no will will work, but you have to know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So Which we, to be honest, you want a DM who knows what they're doing. There is a quality difference. It's true. So, so go ahead, Doc. I was gonna say these first two novels are set in uh the Hunter Moon's universe. Are you going to keep everything in Hunter's Moon or are you going to expand out? I, I, I wish we could have, but Walt is just one man. He's, he's already doing the work of like three men. If you're familiar, he's not a man. He's a beast. He's a beast. Snarl, growl, hiss. <laughs> so um, I have got a bunch of writers, including uh, Mr. Jr. on this podcast, who has submitted two stories that we'll be running, and um, we are going to be uh, you know cycling through different authors. Um, we've got. Yeah, so I wish we could have done it all on Hunter's Moon because it's a great setting. Unfortunately, Walt is a, a mere mortal, and he could not write all of our stories for us. Um, so JR has contributed to uh, various other folks. If we've got uh, Terry Mixon's uh, old story, Warfish. We're, uh, yes, we're, he was we're, very we're, excited. He was telling me about it. That's uh, we got to come back <laughs> to that one too. I, I have been bugging him forever to put that back in print. That is one of the best short stories I've ever written. And you were in for a treat when you read that one, people. I'm serious. It's amazing. Yeah, I think that's going to be issue five or six, so it should be out in a couple of weeks. But um, I sent three. Who else did you get, you said, um, besides Terry? Uh, I'm trying to remember. We got one of the Starfinder writers. Uh, from, uh, I think Mel Todd submitted. Uh, Mel Todd, uh, Flame to the Rescue. We've got her story. I, 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 I did read it. Yeah. We're, we're trying to get that into layout right now. Um, I say one of the writers from uh, Voyager. We've got a story from them. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I get. Uh, we've really just uh, been uh, really blessed with some of the talent that we've got. And um, I wrote a story myself that I'm going to run way at the end of you know a few weeks from now after all the good stories run. Then you know that they'll be mine. So, for those authors or fans who are listening, who are like, "This is so cool! I want to participate." You're coming out with these once a month, right? Um, we're changed up to once a week for the time being. Try to build Ooh, some momentum. Nice. So, uh, last two weeks have been waltz, and then we got another one coming out on Monday or Tuesday of this next week. So, so can somebody just decide? I'm just going to give you all of my money right now, and so I get the complete run, and I don't have to come back every week. Well, what's going to happen once we get all of we got seven or eight issues laid out? Once we get all of those out, we're going to email everyone who's bought an issue and say, "Hey, we're going to point you at this Kickstarter. We're going to." do a big omnibus edition and you can give us all your money there and get everything, you know, in one handy PDF and maybe even print on demand. Nice. So people who haven't bought them yet, but mm -hmm. they want to participate in the Kickstarter later. Cause I know some of our older listeners who do not like ebook because yeah. reasons, uh, and they wanted to say, you know, this sounds really cool. I would like to get the print copy whenever it comes. Is there somewhere or newsletter or something they could sign up for? So they're, they would get notified even if they hadn't bought the easings. If they follow us on Facebook or Twitter, we'll uh, make the announcement when it goes out and hopefully we'll have to click the Kickstarter landing page up in the next month or so. We can put people there. And the other thing is we can make sure that we share it in our group on mm -hmm. Facebook. So, uh, I, know I might know what I'm doing. There are some so, traditionalists who only read dead tree editions of things. So. You know what? Don't knock my dead tree editions. I love them. I cuddle up with them. Leave me alone. I have no life. You guys so, argue a lot. Is, is everything okay? Yeah, yeah. It's part of our charm. Uh, people come to listen to us bicker. So okay. This is actually not even us arguing. 
So you mentioned that this is uh, the guy that wrote the White Star had a bunch of unpublished content. So yes. at a certain point, will you get to publishing all of his content and then be creating new White Star? Or will, will this run out when his content runs out? Um, he's writing a new piece for us right now. Um, he had a, a book he was going to fin finish that was like halfway done before he decided to move on to other projects. And we're, we're working through all that material. And he had an idea for an in-game uh, sport. I think called Starball, and he was working at the article for us. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, I right now White Star is owned by um, Gallant Knight Games, and they are cool people. Our love language is bickering; it seems to be. Um, and you know they they own it, they publish it, they're doing cool stuff with it. Um, we're just putting out you know some more material to help support it and wave the flag and uh, keep the line alive, if you will. So. Now, the other thing, too, is that uh, if you go to um, Barrel Rider Games or you go to Gallant Knight Games to the Barrel Rider section on DriveThruRPG, um, James Michael Spawn, the originator of White Star, actually did uh, a, uh, a card game. Uh, so if you, if you are uh, a fan of George Lucas's universe, there's a card game in that called Sabak. Uh, and it's what uh, it's what Han Solo originally won and then lost the Millennium Falcon in. Um, uh, James did a game very similar, so uh, you can find that on uh, uh, in there as well. So if you're into stuff like that, like cool little in-game mini games and stuff like that, uh, go uh, check check out some of that stuff because uh, he's got it all done up, and you can even order it as like a complete card set. Uh, like physical cards as well. Oh, neat. Yeah. I love that it, kind of stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. I have my copy over there somewhere, but uh, I'd have to dumpster dive to go get it. So, so do you help the authors if they're not familiar with the game system to kind of put things in terms for the game system? Um, nope. The, the, the fiction is completely separate from the game stuff. Um, okay. For, uh, Walt's two stories are pretty, you know, in, in, interlocked. But everybody else, here's the science fiction, here's the game stuff, have fun, kids. And uh, here's the thing, um, I would have loved to do a more more tightly connected like that, and maybe in you know next edition we will, but this time around, we just thought it would be kind of you know fun to have stories along with uh, gaming content, like Dragon Magazine used to do back in the day. So yep. that's kind of what we were going for. So... Are you at any point in time going to make this like a subscription service where they could sign up and just automatically get it? No, no. You asked if they could buy them all at once. I'm talking about if they hit the buy once and it automatically. Uh, that would be a subscription service. When you buy things that haven't been released yet, it's called subscription. It, I, I thought like you I... meant like just buy them in bulk, not buy them months or when they come out weekly. All right. This is like sitting in the back seat when mom and dad are arguing. Yeah, I don't like a mom and daddy fight. Um, if I was a smarter man, I, I would have worked out a way to do that. Uh, drive through has a subscription deal you can do. I've seen Steve Kenson use it before. I, I was just focusing on getting these books out and put together. Uh, we've been that is a very admirable per goal, especially as a fan. Mm -hmm. I am a person who I know how to come back and buy my own books. I'm very good at that, as my credit card can attest to from this week. So I may have bought 10 books today. So you mentioned that you tied into the, the game stuff. So is there are you going to be tying into any of the miniatures that some people like to paint at the game tables while their character can't die and potentially be selling those in the magazines as Not well? Not allowed to paint at the table. Uh, 
I, I would love to do that. Um, don't have any current plans, although if there would be a way we could tie in like some STL files for 3D printers, they sell those on drive-thru. That could be fun. But oh, I hadn't, cool. hadn't considered that yet. I'm not trying to make more work for you. I'm just thinking outside the box here. No, you yeah, want to make more work. Yeah. Mostly because I just don't know where the box is, but it works for me. <laughs> he is directionally challenged. Remember, he did go to military college. Oh, hush. So when... Um, so you've got right now however many issues you have stories submitted. Are you going to be opening for more stories going forward, or is what's submitted submitted? How's that going to work? Well, Jr., if we get some positive fan response and people like it, and it seems to be you know a, a small to moderate sized fan base, then yeah, I could see doing a doing a second run, opening so you know having an open call for more writers and uh, doing this again. If people hate it and chase us out of town, you know, and throw things at us, then maybe not. Okay, I don't think anyone would do that because Walt's murder dogs would eat them. Um, so I'm pretty sure you're safe. But all right, so so the the trick to get more is to to get people to participate and, and purchase the existing ones. That's that's generally how business works. I'm told. So what um, what other kind of art have you contracted yet? All the art, or are you still like going through that? How like what do you got going on for art for later issues? Um, you know, I, I decided to issue uh, going with traditional art, and I got mainly shadow puppets and tracing, some that like a ten-year-old kid did. And um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm okay. kidding. Did you let your hair do the art? Ouch! The door was right there. Yeah. Had the shot had to be taken. All right, people. This is why you come back every week. Exactly. I'm sure. I, 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 I can shoot you the covers. Uh, we got the first two up. Uh, people can see on the screen. Um, got a, a bunch. If you can share it on the screen, we can do it that way. It's oh, on the screen. No, if he could share the new ones, if he wanted to, to sneak peek the later episodes. Or issues. Issues, not episodes. You're uh, issued. You know, I've got a Dropbox folder. It's got them all. I suppose we could share it there. Um, hang on, let me pull that up. So quick, someone type up something else while I'm looking for this thing. Uh, all right, well, so uh, are you going to be adding any game content to this? Uh, Wait, if you he ever just want... speaking. No, he said fill in the gap so he can pull up the data. He said, look, someone else talk. Doc, should, I, should I be talking now or just shutting up? <laughs> so, Please, save JR from himself. I'm tired of doing it. And that awkward pause. So, Walt, with any chance, since you are a legendary game designer yourself, are you adding game content as well as stories to these? Um, if somebody asked me to. and I ask know, you to. If I have the five minutes to do it. <laughs> You don't. I really don't. <laughs> I mean, what's what's five more minutes? I don't even, have, I don't even have to right. look at your calendar. I know. Yeah, you're not oh, lying. That is glorious. <laughs> I like yeah, that um, one. Yeah, let's see. I think issue three is this one here. Um, that's by a, a Czech artist, uh, David Bernarski. And um, let's see, can I blow that up a little bit? That is actually a science fiction Pony Express story. And, um, oh, I and, love it. It reminds me of um, almost the Galaxy Rangers, the way you described it, the old cartoon show. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Legend of Sleeping Love Hollow. that show so much. It's a good show. Let's see. There's... You disagree, you're wrong. Okay, I'm and, liking uh, this art. Yeah, th th this the is... The art is great. Yeah. Um, that's Jacob Blackman, a uh, friend of Walt and I's. This is the cover <laughs> we got for Warfish. Mm -hmm. 
I love that, it. That's nice. Uh, that's I. Walt, do you remember the author, the artist on this one? I do not. Yeah, we can get that for the show notes. Um, Ooh, that was dope. Oh, yeah. I love that. The retirement of Harry Crane. I'm trying to remember the author. Yeah, Robert Greenberger. Yeah, another. So, another. Nice. so you mentioned that you're going to do a compilation at the end. Uh, will those have all the different covers in there inside, or will it have a separate cover? I mean, like, would that art be in all of all the art? Uh, I need to talk to my layout guy and see what he has a tolerance for. Um, <laughs> I, ideally, I, I would like to have all the art, you know. That may be like a high level of of the thing. Yeah. But, you know, we've got, we've got great covers. We've got great art for the articles. And I'd like to have, you know, everything in there. I, I'm debating. I We're probably going to have to do break out the fiction from the gaming stuff at some point. I know there's just going to be a, a pure fiction anthology. We publish on Kindle at some point. And I've had a few of the old White Star fans kind of get grumpy about, I don't want to buy an easy. And I just want my gaming content. Rawr, give it to me. Rawr. So... <laughs> Um, yes, send it to them and then they can print it out. Well, it isn't. <clears throat> you know, I'm so, I'm so tolerant. So, is there an opportunity for someone who just says that art for that cover is so amazing? I want to print it and frame it on my wall. Are you going to be selling the, the ability to buy prints? Uh, a lot of this stuff I don't have I don't have the rights to. Um, like for instance, uh, this right here is the cover of the J.R. Handley issue. Frago, go um, figure. Yeah, we we got some cool uh, stock art for that, and I, I have like rights it. to publish it. I don't have rights to do prints of it. So um, okay, but uh, so yeah, that's where we are in that. Some of them, like uh, the uh, the covers we've commissioned, the one for the Pony Express story you saw, and uh, the one with the uh, lady playing guitar. But so you know, maybe in the future, you know, uh, why not uh, beer cozies, t-shirts, uh, onesies. Uh, this was a cover that Jacob Blackman did for us. Oh, that is awesome. Oh, I like that. Yeah, kind of a minimalist space, space western kind of thing. So, And whose story is in that one? Uh, let's look. Um, I believe this was Michael Jan Friedman. Yeah, this was a guy who did an episode of uh, Voyager, I believe. Okay. Oh, neat. Yeah, and uh, yeah, incredible writer, fun story. Um, so, yeah, we've got a bunch of these... Um, Walt actually did a third story for us, not set in the Hunter's Moon setting, I don't think. Kind of a doom homage to a, com a company, a uh, adventure. Jason Sunday, another friend of the podcast, had put together. So, um, okay, yeah, Jason uh, was pretty cool because he was like, he's like, hey, would you look over this uh, this White Star adventure for me? I'm like, yeah, sure. And I said, I asked him, I said, did did you have a uh, do you have a story that he paired with this? And he's like, oh, not yet. I don't think he has. And and I don't think you had a story for that one lined nope, up. Yet, no, no, we did not. So uh, I said, you know, I have uh, this this short story that um, um, that I had tried to sell, but it was um, uh, it was supposed to go to a space opera anthology, and they were like, "Look, the story's really good, but this is military science fiction, so we can't really use it in this anthology." So it sat around for a little while, and I said, "I said, you know, this this particular story would go really well with your adventure." So it's kind of like. Um, Imagine uh, like the 1986 Aliens uh, mixed with Event Horizon. Ooh! Oh, like. fun! Yeah, it's it's really really dark and demonic, um, and Go but like outer space. <laughs> I, I do light and funny too. Sometimes it's just it, I, you know, 
They only do that for me and my dogs. All right. So just so you know, because you talked about stories that sat around for a while, the uh, the stories that Walt and I wrote for the, the after anthology, we got permission for an anthology I'll be putting out later this year to actually post those because I had them sitting around and why not use them? Uh, so you'll you'll get to see his story about that because Walt's going to dig it out, dust it off, and, and hand it over. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I know Mike, you are a busy, busy man, and uh, you've got that meeting. I've, 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 I've got two more covers. Oh, okay. I'm uh, literally just came in from J.E. Shields doing the um, uh, trade dress. Oh, Doc, this is. Oh, story. I know that cover. Yep, this is the one that that uh, uh, Mel Todd submitted. Flame of the Rescue. It's so cool. So we can tell is, she likes it. Yeah, that's our friend John Gibbons did that. And uh, I he's love it. For the I after, think it didn't is he? So badass. Um, John uh, created the after and did all the art okay, for I thought, it. I thought his name sounded familiar. Yeah, he's a man, a man, a man of many talents. He. Uh, uh, comes up with ideas, does art. Um, recently added a bar to his house. Um, so don't forget the van. Did he convert mm -hmm. a van? And here is the cover for the story I'm doing the easy job. Oh, I, Ooh, like, I like that. that. Grant the night. Sorry, Grant the is night. that a Minotaur? No, it's a Grant the night. Uh, it looks like a Minotaur, but it's a Grant the night. Um, this was kind of inspired by a game of Pew Pew, which is a rules light sci fi game we played on the podcast a few months back. Uh, once again, uh, David Benarski, uh, my I, Czech artist friend, did this, and uh, good lord, look at, look, uh, I love that, I love the art. But uh, yeah, so we got a bunch of issues. These last two covers you saw are still in layout, trying to put them all together. My layout guy took a vacation to Switzerland, so it kind of you know delayed some, because uh, you know he can't, he, he can't just do layout for me. So not until people buy a lot more magazines. So you heard you heard it, people. You Electronic magazines, sir. Please. Oh, easies. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I got to get the terminology right. Cheese. All right. So uh, if people wanted to, yeah, if people wanted to to learn more about the great, the legendary Mike Lafferty, how might they find you on the wild, wild webs? Um, well, don't Google my name because there's a bunch of stories there that need context. Really <laughs> um, I, I understand this problem, for the record. <laughs> Um, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, Fainting Games is uh, the uh, Fainting publishing. Games. Fainting. Yeah, no, just on Twitter. I'm just Fainting Games. Oh, Earth. really? Yeah. Well, there was a Fainting Goat Games, but it got hacked, and now it belongs to some Brazilians who just advertise cell phone stuff on there. So yeah, there's. <laughs> so yeah, uh, faint, at Fainting Games on Twitter, or I'm Fainting Goat Games on uh, Facebook, or Bamp Podcast on. Twitter or Facebook, and I haven't done Instagram yet because I'm a 49 year old man and I'm not allowed to. Um, <laughs> okay, that's Fair. where you can find me, and um, we'll be posting updates as uh, things are released weekly here for at least a while. So, and uh, Walt is pretty much everywhere on the, on the internet. You have to work hard to not know who Walt is. He's so, so Walt. Coffee. Where are those places on the internet you frequent the most? <laughs> um, your show. I mean, at this point, we ought to give you admin privileges. Don't do that. Don't do that. Nick Garber would get jealous. He doesn't have them yet. I need to sleep. Oh, where, where is Nick? I thought he was going to be here tonight. Did I scare him no. off? Uh, he said he no. wasn't going to get home from work in time because, you know, that whole West Coast thing. No. Uh, I thought he was in Texas. No, he's in California. Oh, okay. Good for him. I'm not sure where he is. 
he gets confused. He gets lost. So, so Walt, uh, you, you said besides Hazard Studios for your website, where else were you on the interwebs? Um, well, if you just go to Hazard Studio, there's a bunch of little links and you can do, 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 do like that. And you can, it'll send you to all the different places. Now to you get know, there, do you have to make the noises too? Yes. Um, okay. and then there's also, um, uh, Wargate books. You can find me there. Um, you can find me, uh, up and around all the galaxy's edge places. So yeah. And anything like that, you know, represent. And we will link all of those in the show notes, people. So check them out. Uh, and before we let you go, um, I would be remiss if I didn't remind you to uh, please be kind and speak your mind on the reviewing platforms. Your reviews help the right readers find the right books. So do the thing, people. Now, the places where you're selling these e-zines, see, I got it right this time. Can mm -hmm. they review them there? Is that possible? Yes, we have one five-star review already. Um, so yes, please log in, say nice things about us. Okay. And uh, you can find us on all the cool places, like on Twitter, where we are, SF underscore fantasy underscore show, twitter.com backslash underscore SF underscore SF underscore fantasy underscore show. I blame Doc for that mess up. I'm sure it's her fault somehow. Uh, you can email the show at blastersandbladespodcast at gmail.com, blastersandbladespodcast at gmail.com. We are on Facebook, where all the shenanigans happen at facebook.com backslash groups backslash blastersandbladespodcast. Again, backslash groups backslash blastersandbladespodcast, where we will share the kickstarter and all the cool links for all these cool uh easings because they look awesome uh we do have a website anchor.fm backslash blasters tack and tack blades anchor.fm backslash blasters dash and dash blades where you can also support us for as little as 99 cents a, a month you can help keep the lights on or you could support the show at buymeacoffee.com backslash author jr handley again buymeacoffee.com backslash author jr handley be sure to put in the uh, comment section that it is for the podcast and i promise i will keep my co-host doc seska and nick garber duly intoxicated they will drink until their liver surrenders never surrender jr you know it's perfect timing to uh to empty see now you got to support because she's out of booze people <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if you noticed but doc was mouthing your words as you were saying them she does it every week it's part of her um, charm Okay. She's been on All right, Doc, bring us home. Where is her hand? What? <laughs> she said you're a ventriloquist, and that's why your lips were moving. And I was like, where's her hand? And Okay, all right. I'm magic. All right. Family-friendly uh, show, people. What? I said we were trying to be a family-friendly show. Mm. Thank you for spending some of your precious time with us for the absentee Nick Garber. And J.R. Hanley, the messed up one. I am Seska. This was the Blasters and Blades podcast. We'll be back next week. Same time, same place. Where we in will indulge our love of torturing J.R. Geeky, nerddom, fandom, and all things in between. But mostly torturing J.R. <laughs> Thanks for having us on. It was a good time. Thank you, guys. Thanks it was fabulous. Talking. All right.